Hey, look what we have found A big sound in a small town Far away from the bright lights They're making music every night Discover what is all around A big sound drinkers, uh, Asheville Cats, and I have my own project called Jeremy Rilko. Yeah, that's the name of record it. coming out <laughs> sometime soon. And I'm originally from Saginaw, Michigan, and made my way to Asheville by way of South Riding, Virginia, Portales, New Mexico, and Kalamazoo, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, uh, yeah, that's a strange, strange trip to get there. Yeah. Um, I went to high school in Virginia, and then I was in the Air Force for four years, and I lived in New Mexico. Ah, uh, yeah, that, okay, yeah, during that time, a, yeah. Did have you always been a banjo player? Is no, that what you started I started with? seven years ago, 
was like 24. Um, I, would, I got out of the Air Force and went to Michigan to go to college, and my brother was playing in bluegrass bands there, and I would go to festivals with him, and they would stay up all night playing <laughs> music. And I was like, man, I want to do that. So yeah. I went to a music shop and was going to get a bass because yeah. it seemed like the easiest sure, way in the, to the late-night jams. Yes, yeah, it is. And then I saw the price tag. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah, because you, you were looking at, uh, at an acoustic upright bass instead yeah. of a... Uh, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I saw next to it was a like open back banjo yeah. for like hundred and fifty dollars. So that's so it. I got that. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 what was your brother playing at the time? He was playing mandolin. He was playing mandolin. And yeah, we had festivals up there, and then I would hear him playing bluegrass with young people, and I was like, man, young people are doing this. This is cool. Yeah, I want to do cool. that. So how did you wind up in Asheville? Um, well, I was playing in a band in Michigan and called Who Hit John. And they would, they were kind of coming down. They'd been a band for like 15 years. Right. You know, they're all uh, great players. They all got married, started having sure. kids. That happens, you know, you know. That happens. And they had a lot of cool songs, you know, because I would be learning you know, the Earl Scruggs stuff, right. the Earl Scruggs book. And they had a trumpet player, but they did Old Home Place. Yeah. And that was like their bluegrass song. Sure. So I was like, oh, I know that one. You oh, know? Yeah. And then I would go to their house. They'd have fires. We'd hang, play, drink beer, yeah. all that fun right. stuff. And typical bluegrass learning. Yeah. I mean, that's how you learn bluegrass. You know, they had songs that'd be like... It's the it's the it's the uh, midwestern uh, almost polka yeah. stuff, you know. And it was it was, and then the trumpet would play over that, sure. and it'd be like more like Dixieland. Like yeah, like, jazz, like they, they do a New Orleans Orleans style yeah, stuff, they do a lot which was cool. In New Orleans still. And yeah, so that was cool. Then I like would have to kind of learn how to play to that on yeah. my own. Yeah. Compared, because that's not in the Earl Scruggs book. No, that's not. That's not in the Earl Scruggs book. No, no, no. And then I saw, I remember because Bell's Brewery was a big thing. Yeah. Still is. Now it's even bigger. But they always had great music, and I would see Green Sky Bluegrass. They're from Kalamazoo. So I'd see them a lot. And I saw the infamous String Dusters play there. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, the banjo's really cool. Yeah. Like Chris Pandolfi. Yeah. Was you know doing all this? Like all that melodic, melodic stuff that I thought was really cool. So I started to learn some of that and then just play as often as I could in Michigan. And then I would drive like an hour and a half to Ann Arbor to play for like fifty dollars sure, because it was yeah. the only like people playing like bluegrass. Bluegrass, yeah. <laughs> because you would not have access to a lot of bluegrass there. Yeah. I mean and that's the, not know, there exactly was, a bluegrass hotbed. Yeah, I mean there were some players for sure in Kalamazoo that were older. Right, yeah. I'm older sure, banjo yeah. players, this guy named Rock. He built this other band, not this one, but the other one I had. Um, it's like some old Gibson parts. Right. But he was a good bluegrass player and then there was sprinkled here and there. And then I was like, man, I need to go where young people are doing it and it's right. happening more. Yeah. And so I finished college and threw everything in my car and drove to Asheville. So you just picked Asheville? 
Yeah, I just heard it was cool and bluegrass was there. Had your brother moved towards that way at some he point? He was, I don't know if he, he, he had already moved to Nashville. Okay, he lives he in Nashville. Yeah. Nashville yeah. He's been living there for yeah. seven plus years, I think. Yeah. So he had so. already made his journey out, mm-hmm. of, out of Michigan. And he was playing, like they were doing that thing. And he was, I mean, he was friends with Billy Strings. Sure. Mm-hmm. And they had all moved to Nashville together, right. kind of, and yeah. lived like in the same area. Right. And I was like, I don't know if I want to go to Nashville. It seems too big and busy. So I moved to Asheville where there's still like nature. There is. Plus there is a... Great players that are more accessible, I think. More (laughs) diversity in players, too. You know, I mean, uh, banjo actually is not as big in Nashville as you would anyone ever believe you to believe, you Mm -hmm. know? I mean, yeah, there's plenty of good players there. but they're all working with bluegrass bands. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah, there's just so much music going on there. <laughs> there is so much music. And here, I think it's more specific. You know, there's like bluegrass and old time. Yeah. yeah oh, Mostly. Yeah. And, that, and Asheville has a pretty large contingent of both. Yeah. I mean, there's some fine which claw hammer banjo players in the Asheville area, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is a total different thing, unless okay. you're Andy Thorne. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Was a pandemic thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what you did during the pandemic. I think that's what Andy Thorne did too. Go out and play for the Fox. You know? uh, uh, that's funny. Well, you know, the String Dusters now just about all have moved to Bavard. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, that would be an influence, you know, that you heard and was like the first thing that you made you think you need to do that. And then all of a sudden, now they all, not all of them. It's but, like here in Colorado, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And now they like all living not all of them but a lot of them live in the Bavard area now yeah so. yeah and then and then like going back to the coming to Asheville I went to every jam yeah because I knew they were happening right like I knew Jack the Wood was happening yeah. on Thursdays yeah and like pre-pandemic it was the Bywater jam was on Sunday that's where Drew was the was the Drew hosted right? that and the Jack the Wood right on Thursday and then Monday Sam Wharton did one at Upcountry Tuesday, I think Tuesday was ISIS. Yeah, ISIS podcast. Wednesday, I don't think there is anything. Thursday, Jack the Wood, and Friday, Saturday, gigs. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, that's, I mean, that's what it takes. I, I mean, um, you know, one of the things I, I learned about living and working in a touring band is, you know, when you're not touring, you got to go play somewhere. I mean, a lot of times to make money. I mean, yeah, which now, like, the Jack Lewis jams have been pretty fun recently because everyone's here. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I can see where they would be. But, you know, that's the, that's the, during this time of year, the jams would be good because once spring hits, everybody's out of town. Everybody's gone to play their jobs. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you go out to the, the jams and it's, you know, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the tourists yeah. are yeah. here. So. And, and it's like people you want to play with. <laughs> yeah. You know, then it'll be, you know, then they'll all, Come March, it all starts again. Sure, it'll all be gone. <laughs> this is the best time of the year. Mm-hmm. It's also a good time of year when you're a podcaster to get everybody that's homing around. Yeah, just stock you know? up for the year. Yep. <laughs> I, I usually, and that's what I, I have done for five years is get the bulk of my stuff during the 
January, February months that I can because that's generally when most people are here and then get what I can in between people in between jobs sometimes, you know, between Asheville and Charlotte, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, works good sometimes. Then a lot of times, I, a lot of times it's hard. I play too and, um, uh, you know, a lot of times I can get musicians to, to come during the day like this mm-hmm. because everybody works at night, you know, which is, which is good too. So, uh, but then if it's normal people, you know, they can't, you know, it's like, ah, uh, can you do it on a Saturday night? That's why I have, <laughs> no, man, I have to work too, yeah. you know? Saturday <laughs> night I have a job too, so it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so, so. Okay, let's talk about your bands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the Well Drinkers is the main band. Yeah, used to be in a band called Supper Break, which is like three sure. fifths of the same people. Right. Yeah, I should say, is that not pretty much the same people? It's uh, Adam, Jake, or Adam, Andrew, and I. Yeah. Adam Bachman, Andrew Wakefield, right. myself are we're both in that. But now, and then we're also in the Well Drinkers with Adam's brother Jake. And Norbert McGettigan plays bass now. Oh, okay. All right. And yeah, we I think we have a single coming out sometime coming up. Which one? In the can. Which, which well one? drinkers. Okay, all right. We're going, we'll go. This is well drinkers now. Okay, okay, we're on the well drinkers. <laughs> and uh, I think we're gonna come out with some sort of a record this year that might be original or it might be public domain songs. Sure. Yeah. Which will be fun. Is uh um and then your solo record is Stands on its own. Yeah, that's just something I'm doing that I've wanted to do for since I've started playing. Sure, I'm working on one right now. And yeah, so I got nine originals, one cover. I got a Kickstarter. Yeah, that's good. Shamelessly self-promote. Go ahead, tell tell them about it. Where where they can find it, you know? It's online on my Facebook, Jeremy Rilko. Um, Yeah, it's just a a crowdfunding source. And then you get a reward for what you choose which are pretty cool. I got one where you can spend some money and then I'll take you kayaking. Oh, well, that's cool, yeah. <laughs> On the French Broad really River. Cool, so yeah. I know people like doing that and sure. I do that for fun. So sure. I can I'll navigate and people, keep people safe yeah. from the rocks if sure. they've never done it. Yeah. Um, getting CDs, signed CDs, private concerts in your house. Yeah, I should say house stuff. concerts are always good. Mm-hmm. You know, that is always good for us. And then bring the band, which is some iteration. I got... Drew Matlich on some songs, Lindsey Pruitt's on some songs, um, James Schlender from yeah, Songs from the Road, he's on some songs. Yeah. Um, Andrew Wakefield yeah, yeah. and Anna Bachman are on a bunch of songs. Um, Branson Rains, yeah. you know, yeah. local yeah. killer fiddle player. Yeah. Um, so you got some fine fiddle Zeb, Zeb Gamble. Yeah. Um, Norbert plays bass. Where, where are you recording these at? That, it's at a Sprouse house with Nick Dauphinais yeah. out in Weaverville. I think so. That's up in Weaverville, right? Yep. Only yep. a couple, couple miles from my house. Oh, that's good then. So it's really, nice it's been nice to work with them. Really they're actually, accommodating. Yeah, they're, they're actually a lot of, that's another thing about Asheville is you can get your such stuff recorded at a lot of good studios. Mm-hmm. I mean, at somebody's house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you know, the whole world has changed, too, about yeah. that. I mean, advent of the new recording equipment makes almost any home 
a recording studio. Mm -hmm. The the difference is generally is in the producer and the person mixing it. Because we can come at, because I've done it. We've recorded some great stuff in this room right here. You know, it's just dependent on, um, because everyone has access to good mics, to good processors and all these days. Mm-hmm. It's just the difference in, Definitely. in somebody's ear. You know, there is, there, as there are banjo players, there are people who hear music and are able to mix and produce it better than normal people can yeah. you know I mean yeah and he's got I mean that the mic that we use for most of the stuff is like a 1941 yeah, RCA ribbon, yeah, ribbon mic ribbon you know mic, like yeah. the one you see in the pictures sure. that like the Grand Ole Opry and that is the things <laughs> that you don't have in your own home studio yeah. um, uh, high end Normans and stuff like that too you know you don't have that in your some people do I mean I know people that do but yeah most people don't I have a home recording studio and it's not like that yeah yeah, I tried to get into some of the recording stuff, and I just can't sit in front of the computer like, for that long. That's, that's why I I just like <laughs> basic demos down at home. Yep. I, my big thing is I'm a songwriter, so um, I do mostly my demos at home. But anything you know, anything else that I'm going to record, no, I'm not doing it myself. Mm-hmm. No, I don't trust my own judgment about that either. Yeah, no. yeah, and he, I mean, he plays played with the Larry Stevenson band yeah. for a while, you know, yeah. so he knows sure. how it sounds, like how the bluegrass needs to sound. Yeah. So I trust oh, and, him and, and all and, of that And that stuff. is a thing, too. There is, you know, bluegrass needs to be recorded by someone who understands bluegrass. Mm-hmm. Just like, I mean, really, studios, studios are kind of specific. They're not, if you start looking around, studios that produce a lot of different stuff usually are not that successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, um, I, I know the people over at Organic, you know, but they have their little niche they do too. I know people at Echo Mountain and they have their little niche too, which all, th- you know, they're all different in what they do. Yeah, the well drinker stuff we did at Echo Mountain. Yeah. In the, the B room. Yeah. Which is fun. Yeah. And expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the downside yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was cool. It's a cool. I mean, it's a cool experience yeah. to be oh, in there. Oh, it's one. Actually, it's one of my favorite studios to go in or around here. Yeah, you know, it's, it actually feels like a, a studio. Yeah, you know? yeah. I like the ping pong table that they have in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go record a little bit and then go play ping pong. Yeah, I mean, can, I, I, um, Next time you see Andrew, you can ask him who won. Okay, I'll do it. Obviously, he didn't. <laughs> uh, man, um, what else we need to know? Um, Promote all your well, stuff. Pr- pr- tell everybody where they can find everything that you got going on. Well, just released a single on Spotify under my name, Jeremy Rilko, and then there'll probably be another single like sometime in the last. Probably like the last week of the Kickstarter. Sure. I think there's like three weeks left now. Well, I mean, that is the going market these days. You do a project, but you, you release the individual stuff. It's kind of the old yeah. 45 when I was when I was growing up. The old, you know, you put out an A side and a B side. But then at some point, the album would come out with them all on there. Yeah. And that's kind of what's... Yeah, that's, it's been fun kind of reading into all that stuff with the solo project. 
like how to like releasing and yeah. using Spotify and sure. DistroKid because yeah. I always just I've always been the guy that just played banjo yeah. and then somebody else took care of all sure. that other stuff. Oh, you know, and that's the bad thing too. When you have your own stuff, you have to do that stuff. Yeah. I mean, at some point, if you make some money, you can hire somebody to do that mm-hmm. for you. And that's the that's the goal. That's the dream. Yeah, it is we'll the dream. I mean, basically, basically, when the point comes, you know, when that point comes, though, those people are important. Mm-hmm. I mean, they get you more money. Sure, you have to pay them, but they also get you more jobs, better jobs. You know, that's the cool. That's the cool part. Yeah, and doing the social media stuff has sure. been just a pain. Yeah, just like looking at my screen. Yeah, so. I mean. I get why people pay people to do that. Yeah, stuff. they do. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> but it has been fun figuring out all that stuff sure. a little bit. And a lot of experience. The other side too. of the music, yeah. like sure. the business part of music, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, Which makes you glad as it goes <laughs> along that there are people that do that for you. Yeah. So. Yeah. So are the well drinkers playing a lot? Right. I mean, I don't think anyone's really playing a lot. No, right nobody's now. playing a lot. <laughs> but I've, yeah. I mean, this last week I've actually played like six gigs. Well, because well, we do, there's the Bluegrass Brunch at Jack of the Wood. Yeah. That we just play Bluegrass one yeah, to three. Yeah, that's on Sundays, yeah. Every Sunday, yeah. rotating cast. Some, yeah. Sometimes, it's mostly there's the same core. Some people can't make it sometimes sure. and just yeah. play Bluegrass yeah. for two hours, which is fun. Yeah, it is fun. And last night I just did Zillacoa. They have a jam yeah. for the house band with it's more like Asheville Cats, which is another band that I'm right. part of that's kind of starting yeah. with uh, Zeb Gamble and Branson Reigns, um, Norbert, Sean Newman, just playing. Mm-hmm. Another band that's just playing more just traditional sure. bluegrass, whereas the Well Drinkers is more original, yeah. songwriter-y. Yeah, because of Andrew, I'm pretty familiar. I've gone yeah. through that catalog, yeah. so you know I'm pretty, pretty familiar yeah. with that through him. Yeah, so... Having both of those things is fun because then I get to still play the traditional sure. bluegrass to try to keep up yeah. with those chops and then venture out into whatever the Well Drinkers does. Yeah. And then the solo stuff is just my own little thing. Will you, will you take, when you're ready, will you take a band out and do that? I will probably do a few shows. Just definitely like a party, a release party. Sure. Yeah. Which will most likely be at Jack of the Woods sometime in April or March. That seems to be your home Thursday. base, really. I mean. Yeah, I play there often two times a week, sometimes three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who, who all is generally in that with you? Well, I guess it, that varies. Well, the Thursday night is Drew's thing. Right. And then I'll play banjo with him a lot. Right. And then Andy Pond will play with him yeah, often, Andy. too. And yeah. Lindsay, James, yeah. Norbert, Stig, Stiglitz. Yeah, I mean, um, good people. They're all Celia, in, you know, just whoever's around they're, to they're play. They're in right now, so it's yeah. like, well, like we were talking is, it's a good time if you want to see good musicians yeah. playing a jam. Yeah. It is Jack of the Wood, in case uh, my listeners do not know, is in downtown Asheville. Um, it's been there for years. It's easy to find. And it, the parking is about as easy as everything else in Asheville. Not easy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, once you keep, once you go there, you know where you can find the spots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, this is true. Well, the musicians always know where those spots are, you know. So, but that's definitely where the bluegrass happens on Thursdays, and I mean, I've been going there since I first moved here, and 
it's a good place. Goes to like midnight sometimes. I mean, so. I, I mean, obviously, from the people who are playing on your records, you've made a lot of good connections. Yeah, every almost every person playing, I, I met there. I didn't meet Adam and Andrew there. Right. I met them with the the supper break stuff. Right. But everybody else, that's where I mean, I those are. I mean, I mean, your fiddlers on your record are every one of them are um, mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, and of the five string variety, which Asheville has now become right. become the it's home the standard. Uh, 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 yes, of the, the five string uh, violin, yeah. five string fiddle. Well, they all they all learned from Bobby Hicks, and and the other one who is the five string master who is in Asheville these days is Casey Dreesen. Yeah. Well, he taught them all to chop, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, not so much the five string as yeah. the chop. Bobby, Bobby gave him the five string. Yeah. Casey gave him the chop. So. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know. Like Branson goes over and hangs out with them all, yeah. all the time in plays. So. He's a cool lived, guy. They're up from up there. Yeah. And Marshall. Casey's a cool guy. He's in India right now, walking around too. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, gotta be fun. Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I saw he walked 14 miles in a day in India, huh. which is. Um, it's a ways. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's a world traveler. He's better yeah. at it than I am. So. It's easier to travel with a fiddle than a banjo. True. <laughs> Everything, only, only thing worse than a, than a traveling with a banjo is an upright bass. Yeah. Or a Les Paul. Yeah. An yeah. old school Les Paul with, that weighs as much as a banjo. Unless you had an open back. Those are lighter. Well, yeah. You can still you, play it. You're not traveling. Wear it on your backpack. You're not traveling as far either. <laughs> usually, if you're if you're playing that, because you're going to the same places to play your old time music. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, so you're going to Swan. Yeah, I did go to Australia. Really? Again, following with the brothers band at that time. Really? Um, did you take an I drove and I drove and sold merch. Yeah, I brought a banjo. Uh, that's when cool. They played at some festivals, some like. Woodford Folk Festival, which was like a huge festival, and we basically lived there for nine Wh- days. Which which band was this? That was the Lindsay Lou band okay, at that yeah. time. Okay. And yeah, so I drove and I did the merch sell yeah. sales at yeah. the shows, and that's yeah. how I paid my way through. Yeah. We were there for like a month and a half. Last week, that was a lot of fun. And we went, yeah, we went to some folks. So it was interesting seeing the bluegrass folk people down there oh, and what, sure. how they played, you know, which. It was similar, yeah. not quite as tight. But it's like bluegrass in the uh, northern Europe. Yeah. Uh, there's some fantastic players there. Yeah. Who have some really weird tape. Yeah. Also, there's a, uh, they come here every once in a while. You know, Japan has a mm-hmm. large bluegrass yeah. uh, contingent. There's a band called the Unfamous Stringbusters. Have you seen those kids? I have not. They're Japanese kids. They can't be no older than like 23, but they, they've taken on the personas of the infamous String Dusters oh, really? and they cover their music exactly. That's crazy. And it's, re- I mean, it's, it's really, really good. Well, there's, there's a guy, there's a musician here in town who turned his, one of his uh, school buses, to, you know, they used a tour with into a, uh, bread and back breakfast mm-hmm. and um, so he gets these guys that come from Japan because his place is near Earl Scruggs uh, birthplace you know and they want to see all that so they come and stay in his place they come over here 
they usually even try to set up a jam for them over here. They're, oh, they're fabulous, you know? I mean, it's like, where the, how did you learn to play that, yeah. you know? They got all, from my understanding is they got all these records in the 70s. Uh-huh. And like bluegrass folks would go over there in the 70s and they would treat them like the Beatles. Yeah, I'm sure they did. And I remember seeing this documentary that takes place in North Carolina called Bluegrass Country Soul. And it's it's like the first bluegrass festival. And it's around here somewhere. I forget where it's from, but it's got that Carlton Haney. You know, oh, that's he, he put it on. Jenkins. Yeah, I know where that And uh, yeah, I know. they bring this band over. I mean, it's all these bluegrass people. You know, Earl's there, mm. J.D. Crow, Tony Rice when he's like 18. Sure. Bluegrass Alliance with Sam Bush and him, mm. you know. But then there's this band called Train 45, and they're all these Japanese kids. And they, you know, this is 71 maybe. Yeah. And they all take their instruments and they play them. Oh, behind oh, their rock heads. And roll. Oh, rock and roll style. Behind their heads, including the bass player, and they played Train 45. Yeah. As fast as anyone behind their heads. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Even the bass player. Really? Has the bass, his up bass behind his back. Mm. Wow. And they, they were like a big thing. And I think one of those guys just passed, the banjo player, I think, just passed away like that's last crazy. year. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. They're, they were like. They're sweet. It was it's, cool. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a universal language. Yeah. You know? Bluegrass all, in all, Japan. All, all, all music is, is, a, is a universal language. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to Canada. The Weldrinkers are going to Saskatoon, two hours north of Saskatoon, Canada, in August to play yeah. a folk festival, which will be fun. I played, the, I played the Calgary Stampede one time. You, that makes... Um, I will say that it makes uh, bike rallies seem tame. You know, Sturgis. I, yeah. I played Sturgis one time too. Yeah. The only difference between Sturgis and playing the Calgary Stampede is horses instead of motorcycles. The people are still as crazy. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> so Canada would be, you know, Canada's, that's cool to go Yeah, there. looking forward to that. Yeah, that should it's be good. Middle of nowhere. Yeah. Northern Lights Festival or something. So, like, Northern Lights. Are you going to get to see the Northern Lights, you think? Yeah. I mean, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. I've seen them before in Michigan, but Oh, yeah. I I I forgot you were in Michigan. Yeah. But up there, I think they'll be more vivid. Because there's nothing there. There's nothing around this place. Are you are, are you going just for that, or are you guys yep. doing stuff along the way? Nope, we're, do, we're there for the week, and, like, the first week, I think we, we teach no. for, oh, like, yeah. four days. Oh yeah, and then there's then the last two days are like the festival. Sure, I mean that is um, oh you guys should hook up with the Hen House Prowlers. You know those guys? Yep, the Bluegrass Ambassadors. Yeah, boy, they yeah. got a sweet deal. I mean, they've traveled the world doing mm-hmm. that. They were here. I went and jammed with them. Uh, good guys, a lot of fun, and you know, teaching is a part of it, and that's a pretty sweet deal because. Some of their stuff they've done through the State Department and traveled the world doing it. Yeah, I've seen they've gone to Uzbekistan. Yeah. Congo, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like, well, I definitely want to do that. That would be, travel that would definitely, I, I'm sure. It's one of the reasons I wanted to play was I'm going sure, and traveling. And, I'm sure Andrew would be a part of that too, because yeah. he's a world traveler yeah. also. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and we're the only two in that band that don't have jobs. Yeah. So. I know he don't. I mean, I know yeah. that he. <laughs> you don't have a job, he yeah. has a girlfriend. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so 
That'll be fun getting out there. And we're trying to get into more festivals this year. Yeah. Festivals. Playing at Charleston Bluegrass Festival. Yeah. Coming Fest, up in March. Festivals are good. That's the best way to go. It's easy. They're more fun. They're more fun. They're day jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not always day jobs, but generally day jobs. Yeah. I mean, that's they're fun. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> I agree. It's a hang and I meet a bunch you. of people and play with a bunch of people. And oh, and and, and that's, stay that's up another. All night. <laughs> yeah, plus you make actually you network with a bunch of different other bands, which yeah, and people, and generally that leads to more of that. Mm-hmm. So festivals are a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more. My, more my favorite festivals. jobs of everything is festivals. You know, if you're booking festivals, yeah. well drinkers are down to play. There you, go. you heard it right there. Um, uh, yep, that's good. Yeah, I appreciate you coming and doing this. Yeah, it's been fun. All right, thank you. It was long, long ago in the moonlight We were sitting on the banks of the stream When you whispered so sweetly, I love you See that your love isn't there 